Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Keep up with the latest headlines from Austin and beyond on the all-new Talk1370.com. Stay informed with the latest news, weather, contests, and more. It's all just a click away at Talk1370.com. Just one more way to stay connected with Talk 1370. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good afternoon, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so we have on the phone John Anoni, uh, the founder of Camp Campus and an interesting project called Camouflaging Our Differences. We're going to chat with him a little late in the hour. He's reaching out to the urban community, teaching and mentoring urban youth in shooting sports and changing their lives forever. I tell you, the National Rifle Association, the Texas State Rifle Association, if you really want to raise your numbers, you got to talk to this guy here because he's actually doing it right. Also, the Mossberg Shockwave. Yeah, that's right. That we talked about will be legal in Texas soon. That's right. It will be legal very soon. And so hold on to your seat because we're going to break that down, talk about that and how this was able to become true. Also, we have breaking news all over the spectrum. Where do we begin? The Texas Republican Party chairman, Tom Meckler, resigned on Saturday for personal reasons, which happened pretty quickly and takes effect immediately. So I reach out to Michael Baker, the chairman of Law Cabin Republicans of Texas, because I wanted to know what his thoughts were and how this was going to affect Texas politics. And let me read a statement from the Law Cabin Republicans of Texas, because uh, just today, fresh off the press there, we have a press release. And it says the board of the Law Cabin Republicans of Texas would like to thank our deporting, our departing Texas Republican Party chairman, Tom Meckler, for his earnest service to our party. And we offer our best wishes to him and his family in their future path and endeavors. The burden of leadership of the varied raucous and independent-minded Texans that call themselves Republicans in the largest red state in the nation is indeed a heavy one, and one that must be carried through a labyrinth of constantly shifting ideological minefields, tar pits, and patches of quicksand. In his departing statement, Meckler said, If we do not continue to make efforts to engage in the diverse communities across Texas, 
our state will turn blue. He added that a party that is fractured by anger and backbiting is a party that will not succeed. And that, though we may disagree on certain issues, we are all part of the same Republican conservative family. Now, we, the law cabin Republicans of Texas, could not agree with him more. If our party is not to even survive to alone succeed, it must focus on the core values that unite Republicans across diverse communities, ethnic groups, races and creeds. The belief in limiting government, individual liberty, personal and fiscal responsibility, all the rights guaranteed to us under the Constitution. In particular, the First and Second Amendments, our fundamental right to prosperity, economic freedom, peace through strength, and the equality under the law promised to every American in the Declaration of Independence. And the Republican Party of Texas must reach out and welcome all those who embrace and defend those principles of American liberty. We, the log cabin Republicans of Texas, have been working hard on doing just that by building a coalition of Republican groups determined to stop the Democrat left from continued to succeed in pitting Republicans against Republicans, Democrat efforts that are so successful that even when the Republican majorities rule at the state and federal level, Democrat policies still seemingly rule every hour and minute of our daily lives. We, the law cabin Republicans of Texas, aim to stop that and call on others to join us in this new path. Meckler said that his hope is that every faction of this party will treat each other with kindness and respect. We do, too, and we pledge to do our part. And that is the press release from Michael Baker, president. I'm sorry, Michael Baker, the chairman of Law Cabin Republicans of Texas. So let me welcome Michael Baker to the show. Michael, welcome to come and talk it, sir. Welcome. Thank you, uh, Mike. I appreciate it being on the show with you. Absolutely. So, I mean, what are your thoughts about this? This was like something that just happened drastically. Uh, it, it started out a little whisper on like Tuesday and then a little more on Wednesday. They said, no, it's not true. But later in the day on Wednesday and before we know it on Friday, there's going to be a, uh, a press conference on Saturday. Yeah, you're correct. About over probably about over a week ago, I got rumors that this that something would be happening. It's not not typical for chairman to be holding a conference like this without some big news that's coming about. So, um, yeah, you're correct. We the rumors started getting uh, you know going around and kind of uh, is Meckler is Tom stepping down? And so um, you know uh, obviously he made his his uh, statement and uh, his reasons. Um, you know, I'm, you know it's not a you know it's a tough role when you've got the you know the great state of Texas as big as we are um, running uh, the majority party. Um, so you know it's a lot and a lot on your family. So I understand and I wish him well. All right, yeah, absolutely. And and tell me. Um... Uh, how do you think the Republican Party should respond as far as, you know, what his statement was when he walked out the door? Well, I'm, I'm very proud of his statement, um, and he's being very frank. And, and that's, what, that's what Texans do. You know, we're an independent uh, folks here and I, that I believe in, and uh, I've been a Republican all my life, and I've been a Texan. And so um, for him to be that frank and honest, and, and, I, and I'll say this too, you know, both parties, we have our factions. I mean, I studied politics and government, and you know, the Democrats have their factions, and you know, and honestly, as you know, we have our factions. And I take, I looked at it as an opportunity because we are independent. We have our libertarians, we have our conservatives, and we have our moderates. But we all do have to work together, 
And I'm very proud that um, Tom was very frank going out in the statements he said about being inclusive, because if you look back at uh, Lee Atwater back during George Bush times, when he, you know, always talked about the big tent, and a big tent is what makes, makes you know, a leading and a majority party. Um, so it, it's, you know, he sees that. He's a realist. I like that. And I wish him well. And I hope we have a strong leader that sees that going forward for the Republican Party in Texas. Absolutely right. And we, we've got to have someone that steps in the door there that's going to bring all the different factions together somehow. Because if you don't, you know, we're going to have that problem like we did at convention quite a few years ago where, you know, you have the organizations like the Law Cabin Republicans of Texas not allowed to be able to table or, you know, have a booth at the convention. And that's something that that's just I don't understand. Right, you're you're correct, and, and I don't understand either. But here's how I look. I I look going forward, and so I think I can speak on behalf of all of the log cabin members. We we take these challenges, we look at them, but we know we you know down in my heart, I always I always go with Ronald Reagan's eighty twenty rule. We can agree on eighty percent, and we can and our you know the challenges of government is for us to go through and and talk through the twenty percent we don't agree to try to figure out a, a common ground uh, where we can. So that's the philosophy I think of log cabin in Texas. We want we. We consider ourselves leaders, and we're going to move forward to do everything we can to maintain, you know, to maintain liberty and freedom and our basic principles that we agree with, and I think that we all agree on as Republicans. And that's what we're looking forward to working with. Outstanding. I tell you what, you know, thank you, Michael Baker. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to talk with us. Um, about this subject and but before you go i, I do want you to hear one thing because I, I, there there's some names being thrown around on sh- who should actually replace uh mr meckler uh, and and let me bring in justin with uh lone star gun rights because justin you know is very active at the capitol he's a very busy person at, in trying to get the second amendment issues passed basically he's he works on constitutional carry so he gets a chance to visit everyone in their different offices. And one of the names that is, that's being thrown around is the chief of staff of Valerie Swanson, Valerie Swanson, yeah. you know? Martin. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's, there's something, you know, kind of weird about that. I'm not sure yet. And, and because um, I remember having, a, we had some type of interaction, you know, with this, this guy here. And so I, I thought it was kind of strange. So now I'm actually kind of worried on who's going to take his place. But, Justin, kind of what happened that day when uh, you're at the Capitol? Well, two names that I know that are supposed to be throwing their, na- their, their names in the hat for, uh, for Meckler's replacement is uh, James Dickey and Mark Ramsey. Uh, I've had interactions with both. Uh, both. I, I really like James uh, Dickey, uh, and I've, the, the short amount of interactions I've had with Mark have not been so good. Um, we had meetings with quite a few legislators uh, at the beginning of session trying to figure out which ones are going to help us out with constitutional carry. Um, and and my, my meeting with Valerie Swanson was probably the worst meeting I had the entire session, which which took me by surprise considering everything that I'd heard about her and how she was supposed to be a, you know, a liberty-minded candidate and how, how the reputation was supposed to be uh, good about her. And, and initially when we went in there uh, – she started trying to scold us on on uh, us being critical of Dan Patrick, and and again, we're a single issue organization, and as far as my issue goes, he hasn't lifted a finger to help us with it. So, our criticism of him has been earned by him. So, she basically turned turned the the meeting with him or meeting with her quite quite negative in my opinion, and she tried to scold us about getting on to Dan Patrick, which we're not going to stop doing until he lifts a finger to help us get constitutional carry passed. 
Um, so after we left the office, Mark had walked out and was basically telling us to never come back to the office and and uh, telling us that we were being rude, which which Mike's been to several meetings with me, and I'm never rude. Yeah, that's anybody. that's one thing I do know about Justin. You know, Justin is very uh, he, he's he's one issue focus, and Justin wants to pass constitutional carry. Uh, whether you like it, whether you dislike it, or whatever it is. But one thing about Justin, Justin is not rude under no circumstances whatsoever. Uh, I know Justin. He focuses on constitutional carry. This is what he wants to get done. You're not going to change his mind if you're dead set on trying to change his mind from that. So if you get yourself upset because you're trying to change his mind, then that's going to be on you, you know, because he's focused on getting constitutional carry passed. You know, but rude is not in, you know, that's just not how Justin is. So I definitely know for a fact, you know. If anything, I'm definitely stubborn. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm not I, I, I'm not rude. And, and we're just we just want you to listen to this, yeah. you know, just keep this in your back pocket, you know, not to comment on it at all, you know, just just so you know. Uh I'm just, you know, I don't know. I just I At the end of the day, yeah, I'd like I I know to... Justin. I know Justin too. And Justin, you're you're a very professional individual. I I agree with that. So I I'm, I'm I'm taken back by that by that response that you had. That's that's uh, kind of shocking actually. Yeah, and the only thing that worries me about it is I want somebody that's going to replace Meckler to be for principle over party, if that makes sense. And my concern with 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 them kind of defending Dan Patrick, and even though, like I say, our actions, you know, we've got reasons for why we've been critical of him. Um, I want people to, to to focus on principle over the party, if that makes sense. Sure. All right, I, t- I tell you, you know, really appreciate you once again. Uh, Michael Baker for coming on the show and, and and like I said taking the time out of your busy schedule on this Sunday well, to do that. Mike, can I make one comment? Please um, do. It's yes, just uh, for everybody's uh, information here, wondering where the party goes from here and how we choose the next chair. The the SERCs who are chosen two by each Senate district in the state of Texas will be choosing, my understanding, in the next couple of weeks the the new chair. So, if anybody that wants to have input, I mean, we we do need a leader. We always lead in Texas, and we need a strong leader that's going to be inclusive. That's going to include millennials, baby boomers. Um, you know, the the, baby, the millennials are going to be the party, for, you know, will be the face of the party in a few years. And so we need someone that's going to embrace everyone with this idea of, you know, freedom, uh, you know, and liberty and so forth, you know, the Republican values. So I ask that you reach out to your SRC members, you know, if you have input, on, and you should. You know, that's anybody from young Republicans, from you know, the pachyderms, whoever it may be, but, um, you know, within the Republican Party. But we need a good, you know, we, we deserve a strong leader because we, you know, we want to keep the Republican values in the state of Texas. Absolutely. And once again, thank you, Michael Baker, the chairman for Law Cabin Republicans of Texas. Thank you. All right. And so late on the hour, we're going to talk, when we come back from the commercial break here, we're going to talk with John Anoni. He's the founder of Camp Campus, uh, an interesting project called Camouflaging Our Differences. And he is reaching out to the urban community, teaching and mentoring urban youth in shooting sports and changing their lives. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Get breaking news, exclusive contests, and more delivered right to your inbox. I like knowing things. Join the Right Choice Club at Talk1370.com and you'll be in the know. Just go to Talk1370.com and click on the Right Choice Club from Talk1370. The Right Choice. 
Talk 1370. The right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back, and we're going to talk with now John Anoni. He's the founder of Camp Campus, an interesting project called Camouflaging Our Differences. What John is doing is John is actually reaching into the urban community. He's going out there, and he's you know reaching out to those people, the, the kids that are you know maybe have problems, maybe uh, uh, maybe look don't have that father figure, and he's teaching them the shooting sports and hunting skills, and really he's changing their lives for the better. And I really wish that. You know, this guy, he needs some help from the NRA and the Texas State Rifle Association, any other pro-gun organization that's out there, because he's doing what we need to do. And that is teach our youth so they can grow up and we can, you know, solve a lot of these problems and and, and put them on that path of what I called when I'm teaching my class to righteousness. <laughs> All right. So let me bring into the conversation, John Anoni. John, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. I appreciate you having me. Appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. And I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Yeah, you know, the easiest way to remember it, uh, just like I tell the kids, it rhymes with baloney. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you are. All right, so, John, John, tell me a little bit about yourself because um, you're, Ooh. I believe you're a school teacher, right? Yeah, you know what? I've been teaching. This is my 28th year uh, of teaching in a, a public education system. And I uh, founded the charity uh, in 1994. So uh, I'm currently a sixth grade educator. Wow. And, and from what I'm hearing, and, and, and honestly, I didn't know about the program, never heard about it until like a week ago. <laughs> and I came across this, you know, because I was talking with, you know, Duckman Jones there. And he said, hey, yeah. you've got to talk to this guy. And, I'm, and I said, well, you know, send me the video. So I looked at the video and I just like called him right back. I said, man, I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> you know, we don't spend a whole lot of money marketing. <laughs> we spend more money on our kids, you know. And, oh, I and, believe it. And, you know, and, and that, that's one thing. Um you know, we're we're we consider ourselves a small giant and, and a silent giant. You know, in in, in the same terms, um, because um, you know we we don't if we get the opportunity to to to, to speak and and I'm grateful for the opportunity today. Um, you know, we try to shed some light on some issues, and um, you know, our flame seems to be burning a little brighter because uh, more caring individuals like yourself seem to be uh, picking up our message. Yeah. And, you know, I watched the video and I, and I immediately thought that, wow, this could be the solution to places like Chicago. You know, someone that actually cares for, you know, for the youth and say, hey, come here. Let me put this arm around your shoulder and guide you and show you there's a better way. And, 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 and fo- so that you can focus on something different. You know what? I'm glad you said that because that's what gangs are doing to the kids. You're right. You know, so so uh, and 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 I, I've caught, like I said, I've carried this torch for a long time, um, and uh, there needs to be uh, a piece put forward, just like you said, um, regarding. Hey, you know, we understand as firearm owners, we we love our firearms. You know, as hunters, we love our critters, uh, but there needs to come a piece where we start showing America that we love our children more than anything. 
Yes, and I'm glad you're actually showing that love to the the young men and women and showing them that there's a better way. So let, let me go back. So tell me, sure. you know, I cut you off, tell me about yourself and how did you actually get started with uh, Camp Compass? Ooh, ooh, well, that would have to go, that would, uh, let me go way, way, way back. Let's take it back. Um, you know, my, my, my grandmother raised me, um, and... Um, on uh, in the summertime, uh, there was a, a scholarship program through the boys' club. They would send me away to Camp Horseshoe. Uh, that was the first uh, exposure to firearms that I had. Um, and uh, my Grammy sent me there to get rid of me. Of course, you know <laughs> she, she loved me, but she sent me there to get rid of me. And then, you know, when when summer season was over, I would have to go visit my 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 mom, my biological mom, on the weekends. Um, you know, and, and that environment sometimes wasn't so nice. Mm. Uh, and I love my mom. I love my mom to death. But, uh, you know, there there were some issues there. And uh, thank goodness there was a, um, a wooded uh, acre lot, you know, uh, behind the, the projects that uh, she lived in. And um, I would go there to escape um, some of the issues. And, and what I found there was Mother Nature loved me. You know, Mother Nature took care of me, and Mother Nature showed me things um, that that I wouldn't have seen uh, otherwise. You know, so I started pursuing, you know, squirrels and rats and, and anything else that moved because it took my mind away from things. Mm. And, and um, you know, kind of kind of grew up that way, you know, shot on the, the high school rifle team and uh, did all those things I wasn't supposed to do. You know, a city kid isn't supposed to do. I mean, when you say uh, shot on the, the high school rifle yes, team, now I'm, yes. I'm, I'm wondering what year this was. Now, man, I'm, I'm, I'm an old head. I graduated in 89. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, in 85. I graduated 89 from college. Okay. You know, so you're, you're talking 82, 83, 84, 85. Um, you know, where, where we were loved, and that was right before – they dismantled the rifle teams. Right, right, because we don't you have that now in, in high schools. Now, you know, we do around here a little bit, but it's it's hard-pressed to find. You know, and, and you know, for for I and, you know, my, my youngest brother, um, those were some of the, the, the best times, being able to compete, getting out of gym class because I wasn't able to elevate my blood flow <laughs> prior to a match. Right. You know, all these things that I've learned. Uh, you know, through that and then went on, um, you know, to college and um, became a teacher, started working uh, in, a, in a city school and uh, sat down at my desk one day. I was about two or three years in and I was just like, you know what? These books just aren't cutting it for some of these kids. Right. You know, I, I, I need to do more. And I, I coached high school basketball for two years, you know, as an assistant coach. You know, so I was always trying to do something with kids. Uh, but finally, you know, really, really, really reflected and said, hey, what was it that saved me? Mm. And it, it, it was it was the gun in Mother Nature. You know, so, um, you know, I was told I was crazy, <laughs> you know, but I, I started saying, you know, if, if that helped me get to where I got to, why wouldn't it work for somebody else? Because right, we've been I mean, we've been told for for decades that, you know, firearms are not something that is welcome in, in the um, minority communities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's and it's 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 something where, you know, my stance on this, this, this whole piece is as an educator, it's my job to open up a box 
you know, that, that, that small scope box that a lot of our children live in, mm-hmm. um, it's my job to make broader so that as they go and live, their quality of lives improve. Mm. You know, and, 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 and that's where, you know, when we started the program, when I started looking at it, I knew um, the way that I wanted to build the system that it was going to take me four or five years to really see results. You know, so it wasn't a, a, a quick business venture. I don't think our children should be a quick business venture. Mm. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, we grinded. We grinded and showed our kids some love. And um, there were some people who gave me, some, you know, some support that were in the hunting and shooting community um, who kind of stood behind me a little bit. We're like, hey, this, kid's, this kid may be on to something. And I always believed it because I was working for a kid that was just like me. You know, no dad. Um, you know, I lost my dad to a heroin overdose. You know, so, so things, are, things are real for us all. You know, but it's, it's how are we going to write, you know, the ending of our book. You know, and that's why we, we jumped on this Camp Compass deal. I, t- I tell you, you know, uh, if Dr. Martin Luther King was around today, I think this was the this would be the way it would go because he said that he he wanted to bring everyone together. He wanted to see, you know, uh, he ran through the list, you know, white kids, black kids, you know, playing together, being together, and I, I think this is what he was talking about. You, you know what? You know, and and when you say that, I'll reflect on that even more tonight because I I, I guess I am living. A dream because, uh, you know, I've got a piece that we put on social media, you know, with a bunch of my kids with their hands in a circle. And I just get to say, I get to see a rainbow every day, mm. you know, and, and I'm very, very fortunate. I'm very fortunate because I, I've been, you know, growing up as a kid, I was, you know, I'm, I'm biracial, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm half white, I'm half black, I look Puerto Rican, I eat Chinese food, you know, it's, <laughs> it, you know, so, so. You know, I, I've got the spectrum. So I, as a kid, you know, I, I, I kind of felt cursed about it because I wasn't sure about things. You know, but now, you know, the, the vision becomes more clear that I can build bridges into things um, that a lot, of, a lot of other people can't. You know, and, and um, you know, for, for us, you know, being able to work, you know, even in my academy, my, my school district is probably the, the most diverse that you could ask for. You know, and and um, my kids really set an example for what the community across this nation should be in regards to um, being one. You know, being not necessarily, you know, everybody agreeing on everything, but everybody giving them the, each other their bubble in regards to live happily in. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I tell you, uh, and and it uh, it really does remind me of his "I Have a Dream" speech. You know, is I have a dream that one day, you know, <laughs> one day uh, that you know, black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. And and I I think Camp Compass has actually found that by camouflaging our differences. How did, how did you come up with that name? Camouflaging our differences. You, you know what happened? We just officially. Uh, when we first started the program, Camp Compass was it was a um, uh, it was a summer program, and then we knew that we were going to have to grow it, and, and it's a year round program. So now it's Camp Compass Academy. Our first tagline, you know, we all know when we're in the business, we got to come up with slogans, taglines, uh, was just going in the right direction. Mm. You know, therefore Camp and Compass. Um, uh, but um, what ended up happening is, is you know, the state of America, and we're going back a, a little over uh, a, a year ago. Um, the, the, the state of America 
we were kind of seeing it as in, in a time of uh, of crisis. There wasn't a whole lot of unity, and and you know us being in the the, the the shooting and hunting sports, you know sometimes we don't see. We can look for color, but we sometimes don't see it, and and that's not necessarily you know I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody. I, I we just you know kind of look and we go you know why not, and um, what ended up happening is is. Uh, I, I sat down with uh, another gentleman, Lawrence Chase, and uh, we started talking about, you know, camouflage and what we wanted to put this project together to show our kids getting along. And we shot this documentary, uh, and we titled it Camouflaging Our Differences. We had on the documentary, we had a, a white kid, a black kid, and a Puerto Rican kid all hunting ducks in Arkansas. <laughs> and, and, and you know, we ran for, for a while, and we were very proud of it because, it was, you know, these kids were, you know, from Allentown. They go to Arkansas. There was a black duck hunting guide. You know, you got a black videographer. You got white guys hunting with them in camp. You know, and, and it was just a, a beautiful thing. And we ran it for a year. And then finally, you know, we sat down with the board of directors and said, listen, that needs to be our new tagline. You know, we, we need to put this message out, camouflaging our differences, you know, in, in regards to the importance of us all unifying for the same reason. And, and uh, a little background behind that is, you know, if you think about a piece of camouflage, mm. um, you know, it's got a lot of u- unique, you know, individual pieces in it. You've got some branches and sticks, you know, some leaves. You've got different colors of things. But if they all work together, that's when they become effective. Mm. Mm. And so, so what we're saying is, is you know, and, and, and what the neatest thing about this is, is, is our kids have the vision. You know, it's not just John Anoni. You know that that you know I'm I'm blessed with 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 gifts from from my maker. You know, but but you know our kids have the vision in regards to getting along together, um, and, and our firearm community, you know, and our hunting communities need that more than ever if we're going to remain on top, mm. remain the good guys. You know, and, and, and that's where we want our kids to be able to say, hey, if you want to be Puerto Rican and you want to go shoot, hey, that's okay. Right. <laughs> Let's go do it. You know, there, there's no there's no fear. There's no, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of because um, one culture is supposed to do it and one's not. You know, that's the box that we're opening. Because I can tell you, we've gotten so much love from so many different people. You know, that, that you know, the, the, the message of camouflaging our differences is, um, it's something I'm hoping will make people think, you know what? I'm in it for the bigger reason. Mm. Not a piece of steel, not for an animal, but I'm in it for, for a bigger reason. You know, I'm in it for the future of who we are. I tell you, you know, uh, we're talking with John Anoni. He's the founder of Camp Compass, and his words just remind me of the I Have a Dream speech. The paragraph that says this will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrims cried, from every mountainside let freedom ring. I tell you, it just, it just reminds me of those words. So we're talking with John Noni, the founder of Camp Compass, and we're talking about his project, Camouflaging Our Differences. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Common Talkin'. If every talk radio program were the same, what would be the point? The Michael Berry Show is a little bit different. We're going to talk about politics, but we'll also talk about how great it is to live in Texas. Weekdays, 5 to 7 on Talk 1370. It's the Michael Berry Show. Talk 1370. The right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking with John Anoni. Uh, he's the founder of Camp Compass, an interesting project he's, he's, that's come from that, and that's camouflaging our differences. And let me bring into the conversation on line eight there, Duckman Jones. Welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. How are you guys? Hey, John. <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? Great, great. Just, left, just left the dog calling contest in Illinois. I, I tell you, we're just we're getting around. We're all over. Uh, John, what part of the country are you in right now? I'm in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Allentown, oh. Pennsylvania. Uh, I, I, we're, we're covering the spectrum. I, I tell you, I, I'm just I'm so impressed with this project that you that you have here that you started. You know, the the kids that you're mentoring, and um, and we got some people inside the studio that's got some comments for you. Hey, John. Zach Istry here. Yeah, pleasure. Pleasure. Hey, uh, yeah, something you said rang true uh, in my mind earlier. You said that what saved you was guns and Mother Nature. And, uh, yeah, when I heard that, it really struck a chord with me because I absolutely agree with you. It seems like nowadays kids are not getting any kind of exposure to Mother Nature and and I think that's a problem. Yeah, and, and you know, with our kids, you know what we'll tell you? Mother Nature, no matter how cool she can be, she is utterly fair because she doesn't care if you are black, white, Chinese. She don't care if you're overweight or skinny. <laughs> yeah, she's she doesn't discriminate. You. That's exactly right. She's going to treat you as fairly as the next person. So, <laughs> you know, it, it allows our kids, when we're competing, you know, competing against her, it allows our kids to, to, to step back and not be able to use the uh the excuses that are sometimes used yeah <laughs> yeah and you also said that guns saved you and i think that you giving kids that responsibility is something that can really help them to mature and grow in ways that they probably never could have without them you know what and we if we get back to the to, to just the, the surrounding of gangs you know you know how do you grow in there well you earn trust you you earn and 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 then that love comes and you know for 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 us you know our system is set up you have to be with us for two years before you're eligible to hunt. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't get trained, but you have to work towards your rewards and and, and we have quite a um, quite a system that our kids go through and and sometimes you know a lot of the people that that kind of question our system you know look at it and they say well it's so lengthy and. You know, we're, you're, you're not moving enough kids, and, and we look and we're going, you know, the business model isn't about the dollar. It's about growing a child. Yeah, and that responsibility <laughs> has to be earned. That's exactly right. And, and it's something where, 
you know, I work in a very large school system. I see tons of numbers. I mean, I could use those numbers all that I, you know, all over the place. You know, but but we built our system because there was an understanding of what was necessary to help the kids who may not be making it in the bigger system. Mm-hmm. You know, the bigger system of life. You know, so so yeah, it, it, it's it's something where um, you know a lot of people to this day, you know, even after you know it's, since like 1994, a lot of people look and go, "We cannot believe you pulled it off." And I'm like, "There's nothing to pull off. We just love our kids." That's right. Yeah, kudos to you. I really you. appreciate what you're doing. I love you too, Antonio. <laughs> I've got a question. I, um, I definitely love Donna Nani at Camp Conference, man. Definitely. Do you find that the biggest hurdle for, for getting kids to do this is uh, finding parents that are willing? or I mean, what's what's the process there? Because it seems to me like there's a lot of parents that just don't want their, their children to be around guns, period. So how to, what's the learning curve there? No, you know what? There isn't a – we've never had a problem recruiting kids. There's, I mean, there, there, there are so many kids, and, you know, a kid doesn't like vanilla ice cream, they go on the chocolate. You know, there's so many kids and so many people wanting to do things. You know, the biggest problem that we see is the way that um, it, it's, I'm going to use kind of a slighted word, but the way it's advertised. You know, we, we, we don't um, go and say, hey, we're, 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 we're going to use guns and we're going to, hey, there's a program that you're going to have an opportunity to use guns, but the primary goal of the program is to grow your child. And all of the negative things take a back seat to the growth, because who doesn't want to see their child win? That's true. You know, and if, and, and if a kid wants to jump into something that a, a parent looks and says, well, I don't have the means, this is somewhat scary, but we have educators that are doing this. Okay, we'll give them a chance. And now what happens is in the community, it's so well known that, you know, I've got a waiting list. I don't even, you know, so, so it's not a hard sell, um, you know, regarding, hey, this is who we are. This is our stance. It's, hey, if your child would like to be here, we will love your child. This is what we're going to show them. You can speak to some of our previous students and previous parents if you'd like. Um, but, but most of the times, you know, there, there's not much of an issue. And, and I just got done talking about that with some outdoor writers. And I just said, you know, basically you guys are hunting the wrong areas. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, if you don't see critters in one area, you better darn well change your stand site or you're going to be sitting there for a long time. Interesting. All right. And then, so where is Camp Compass located? You know what? Um, the Camp Compass, our academy is actually, and you're never going to believe this, but um, it is located in, in a gentleman's carpet store. Nice. <laughs> nice. And uh, he, has donated, he has donated space where our kids have walked through that man's carpet store for the last 13 years. Um, and that man is, is I'm going to be honest, too, he's not a firearm owner. Mm. Not, but he... <laughs> I can't tell you how many times he says the magic that happens in that place, that place that you have in there is sacred. There, and and he has come on to be very pro-gun. That's awesome. Now, now, how often do do you follow up with the kids? You know, since you've been doing this for quite a while now. You said thirteen years. Oh, we've been doing it since '94. Twenty some years. Twenty. Wow. Yeah. I got, yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and, and I know, like you said, it's, it's hard to believe, but we just never advertised. We were so busy 
grinding with the kids because they've always been our priority. Right. So now, have you followed up with the kids, and how are they doing? Like the first group of kids that went through. Yeah, yeah. I, I get you know, and I get social media has for us that way has been great. You know, because it allows us to um, to keep in touch with the kids have gone through. And I said, you know, the most humbling thing is when uh, a, a, a former student has a child and says, you know what, Mr. Noni, my kid's going through that program. <laughs> you know, that that's that's the, the biggest compliment that somebody could pay you. Do you, do you find, have any of them, have you had problems where they've gotten back into trouble, you know, down the road or? No, no you know what? No, we've, we've been, you know, I, I, and when we say trouble, um, I, I can honestly say that we've had a tremendous record. We've had no firearm incidents, none, you know, and, and, and it's something where you might get a speed, a kid might get a speeding ticket, you know, uh, we did have one game violation, which was questionable. But you know, from from our, from our perspective, we we are riding a very 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 nice wave, wow. a nice wave. Right, I tell, I tell you, you're doing a great thing. Let me let uh, Duckman Jones chime in on this. Uh, so, how did you get involved with uh, Camp Compass? Well, it was kind of crazy. I think I reached out to Don about hunting and just bringing some kids down, and that's how it started. They came down and hunted with me in Arkansas, and then just to hear his story and hear the kids' story, it, it was I was captivated after that weekend. You know, I was like, "Wow!" And I, I vividly remember saying, "Okay, yeah, we have the one day programs. Well, let's put together a fishing trip, or let's put together this and have a kids' event." But this man has taken his time. Not only sharing, you know, his time away from his own son, kids, but doing that for a lot of other kids, you know. And so, after spending the weekend and the four guys that he had with him, before, I call them guys because they were, you know, teenagers, but and then seeing and talking with those, you know, four, and seeing how they passionately they felt about guns, outdoors, fishing, and everything through learning through their academy, his academy. It was like, wow, wow, why do we not have more organizations like that that goes beyond a day? I think you wrote a book about that, didn't you, John? I did write a book about that. <laughs> I did write a book, yes, sir. <laughs> I think it goes beyond a day, you know. But it takes, you know, passion-driven individuals like that, like that, like John, to, you know, to, to be able to not only stick it out since 94, and to go beyond the day, because I think your kids have to go through two years in your academy before they're eligible to go on an event or uh, or an outing, correct? Yeah, uh, uh, a hunting event, yes. You know, we'll, we'll take them to um, what we call soft introductions. You know, we'll go to a Cabela's, you know, we'll do their hunter safety training. You know, we'll, we'll go to uh, some wild game dinners. Um, and that's all the growth process that our younger kids go through so that we can also gauge when they're ready to go. Okay, so you, know, you just so don't you just don't grab them, you know, have no. them come out, and then a week later they're out camping. No, no sir, not no, like that at no. all. Wow. No, no, it, it is it is a it, you know our heritage, gun heritage, hunting heritage uh, is about family. It's a it's it's about education. It's about time, um, and and for us, we know that 
the investment that we're going to put into a kid is going to be a lengthy one. You know, and, and it's kind of funny that everybody says that they have all these numbers. You know, we work with 100,000 kids. You know, we work with 50,000 kids, and we're like, so why are we struggling so much? You've well, Hold on. You've worked with fifty to 100,000 no, kids? No, 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 not me. No, oh, okay. I would never say that. No, other people okay. throw numbers around, and, and we're like, if, if those numbers, if we're effective, right? you know, why are we struggling so bad? Right, right. Yeah, why are 100 numbers down? Why are, you know... People are not visiting wildlife nature centers, and why are those numbers down? So please tell me, John, that you're getting you're getting help from like the 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 NRA or you know some other pro Second Amendment organization that's out there. Yeah, you know the the the, the NRA uh, it has come on. I've had some great talks with them, and uh, I think they're they're getting the vision. And and you know and you know kudos to them too. You know. You, you, I don't think you can jump on a quick sell. You know what I mean? The kids and, and, and everybody has to be cautious about who they're involved with and what they're doing. And, you know, we put some information out in front of them, and we just received a, a, a nice grant, actually, that our truck, our, our, our main vehicle broke down, that that grant supported. You know, so, so I, I think now, you know, we've not really put the horse on the racetrack yet. We wanted to make sure that it could run. But after 20 years, you know, it, it's now time to say, okay, let us help you. Yeah, that, yeah, let's, they let's, definitely need to jump in and help. I mean, 20 years, I watched the video. I mean, that's all I needed to know. I didn't need much. <laughs> you know, you've been doing this. You do it for a year. You do it for two years. You know, you're in it for the long haul. It takes a lot to be dedicated to kids, you know, to do these things and, and you know, and, and watch them grow up uh, and, and to be doing it for so long. And uh, yeah, absolutely. You definitely these organizations need to jump in and help you hands down without even asking a question. And I, I got to say, too, I'm I'm very um, I did write two books and, and in my books, I do write in regards to the system, how it needs to fail. You know, we, we, we you know, there, there are certain things that I won't give up value wise for any dollar. And it, it really it really goes it goes to both sides, you know, not just the NRA or other, you know, state level organizations. I mean, if it, Democratic organizations, you know, well, there's, there's they're all, you no know, question. these organizations there's, should step up to the plate because you're doing the right thing. You're actually mentoring these kids and changing their lives around and taking them off of that that wrong track there and putting them on the right track. And so people always say we want to do something. We need to change something. We need to do something about Chicago. Well, you know what? They need to shake it off the pot. <laughs> and you know, and, and you, you, and, and to be honest, to be honest, I know in my heart of hearts, you know, the fights are the championship fights like this are never easy, man. You go and you get banged up. That's just the way it is, you know. And 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 it's, but if you believe you can win the fight for the right reasons, man, you got to have the heart of a line and you got to show it, you know. And 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 I know there's a kid sitting in Chicago somewhere. That if we apply just the philosophy of loving him through our guns and loving him through our outdoors, his life or her life will be changed forever. I'll tell you, you're definitely doing a great thing. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that 
Duckman Jones uh, reached out to you or you reached out to him. I'm not who did what. And I'm glad that, you know, he told me about you because I tell you, you know, we got to let people know. I, and I'm 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 definitely going to beat the drum as loud as I possibly can and let people know that you're doing a great thing out there, you know, for our youth, you know, and you're you're changing their lives. It's not a, it's not just about black kids. It's not just about white kids, not just about Hispanic kids, It's about all the kids. It's about and you have it. You said it perfectly. It's about camouflaging our differences and bringing all the kids together so we all can, you know, sit there and learn together and grow together. And and just remember that we're all here on this Mother Earth and, you know, we need to cherish it and nourish it and and grow together. I agree. And, and if I could ask one favor, Mike, I would ask, um, there's a small component of our program. Um, Camp Compass Academy is our youth portion of our program. Hold that hold um, that thought there. When we come back, I'm going to let you finish okay. that thought. All right, we're talking with John Anoni, the founder of Camp Compass. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Texas weather can change on a dime. Flash flooding is expected to begin shortly. When the weather turns severe, turn to us for what you need to know. On air and online at Talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. You've made the right choice. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. I tell you, well, today is it is a man's world today because uh, our co-host, uh, she's not here. Uh, she's in, a, I guess, at a Cougar conference in D.C. So we, we miss you, Janai. We're thinking about you. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying that Cougar conference in D.C. And I know she'll get me for that later. <laughs> All right. So we're on the phone uh, with uh, John Anoni. He's the founder of Camp Compass. And he has an awesome project that he started, uh, camouflaging our differences. Um, and I know I'm calling it a project, but I just I really like that name, camouflaging our differences. I like how you you, you named the video, and and uh, it's a great marketing tool. I think you should definitely you know definitely stick with that, camouflaging our differences, because I think it's the one way that people will understand you know what you're doing, um, and it's for all youth. You know, not just some youth. And I, I think they'll understand that. I appreciate that. But you were telling appreciate me something that. before we went to break there. Uh, what were you telling me there, John? Yeah, you know, I wanted to say, um, you know, over the years, I mean, we, we've, you know, we've ebbed and flowed. And, um, you know, I do want to point the listeners to, uh, to one favor. Um, we have an adult portion of our program called Two Million Bullets. Hmm. And um, two million bullets came out of uh, me actually losing uh, one of my kids to to gun violence, and um, you know it it, it is it is um, it's our way. What we what we've done is we adults call ourselves bullets, and what we do is our, our tagline with that and our push out is you know giving youth a shot, students helped by outdoor traditions, and what we've done is we've adopted an orange ribbon similar to. Um, you know, what cancer or bringing home our troops, um, uh, an awareness ribbon. Okay. And, um, and, and what, what we're doing, um, you know, very slowly, but, but uh, methodically, what we're doing is we're asking people 
um, to go to our website, which is Camp Compass, or they can go to Two Million Bullets dot org dot com the number two or the word to it doesn't matter and we're asking we're asking adults who believe that children are better off if they're educated about firearms that they're better off if they're exposed to the outdoors to sign our petition to officially adopt the orange ribbon for that name so it's it's something where um we've had people from as far as from california to maine Sign the petition saying, you know what, I believe and I'm willing to stand up and wear an orange ribbon so that when somebody sees me in society as a firearm owner, they won't know that, but they'll see that ribbon and go, wow, that person cares about something. And we have the, uh, we have the opportunity once they engage us to say, yeah, well, you're, you're absolutely right. We do care. We care about educating our kids. We care about the future of our gun rights. We care about the future of our hunting heritage. And it starts a conversation. That's exactly right. It, it, it levels the playing field because you're not going in with a with a, uh, a a Glock sticker. You know, you're going in with a universal symbol that shows that you care about something. And because it, it says on the main page, there, creating an awareness for this important cause can help us find a solution to solidifying the future of our hunting, shooting, and fishing heritage. Correct. And that's exactly what we need to do. An official cause ribbon will go a long way in helping raise awareness and unifying subgroups in the outdoors for our children. We live orange. I like that. <laughs> it's, and it's, you know, our, our adults are always asking, hey, what can we do? Well, the first thing we can do um, is accept the message in, in regards to, to unity. You know, whether you're a, you know, a shotgun shooter or a handgun owner or uh, uh, somebody who's, who, who likes AR platforms, um, we all, whether, you know, we're all unique in our own ways, but uh, unless we can find some common ties, we're going to stay separated and we are not going to win. Wow. We are just not going to win. Man, chime in on this, Duckman Jones. Did we, did we lose him? <laughs> I think we lost him. I think he's, I think he's, uh, he's taking a bath or something. Yeah, I heard some water splashing around in the background a little yeah. earlier. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a busy man. That's a busy man. Yeah, it sounded like he was he was trying to soak some of his wounds and stuff like that. I I, I think yeah. that bath salt and all that good kind of stuff. Trying to you know was getting a little older there. Well, then then he calls duck. He probably has webbed feet. You know, we didn't get to see him, but. The way he calls Duck, his feet are probably webbed. I'll be honest with you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it so it takes it takes two years before the kid is you know you you take a kid out hunting. I like that. And when you guys go out, how long do these the, like the first trip? How how long is that? Is it overnight? Uh, is it a weekend? What? Yeah, yeah. We'll do yeah we'll do an overnight trip. You know, once again over these two years, you know we're watching kids to see you know who's going to be on time. You know, um, uh, or how needy they are. And that will be that will suit the trip. So now, what's what's happening? What we're doing now is we're going into our bow fishing season, and um, the bow fishing season because we do that at night. You know, we've been watching kids to say, okay, who who is afraid of the dark? Mm. Who who doesn't like the dark? Because we want to make sure that we can get a kid that feels a little uncomfortable in the dark to go out and do that with us. Mm. Because if, if, if we can get them to feel comfortable there, then the next step is when we go out hunting and we've got to leave at 4 in the morning, we, we've, we've decreased some of that anxiety. Okay. And, and once again, you've got to remember, too, 
each time that each time that their kid leaves and comes back, they're coming back with something, some kind of story. And it's either going to be a good story or a bad story. And we cannot afford any bad stories. You know, mm-hmm. so my guys always say, I would, I'm so thorough that I would trip on lint on a carpet. You know, right. and, and, but, but that's, that's how much love and care we give our kids to try to make everything as close mm. to a perfect experience as we can get. And so you take that time not only to, you know, understand the kids so the kid can get used to you guys as well as you understanding them. And, you know, that way you know what their needs are when you take that trip. Correct. That, Correct. That, that is awesome. You know, and, and once again, you know, there, there, there are some, you know, background education. You come into our academy, and the first thing you do um, is we, we have a couple of uh, academics that our kids have to do when they get in. We have a laser shooting system that we put in. All of our math in the academy is done off of their shooting scores. Mm. Now, they're doing math, of course, and, and, but, but they're doing it with their, with their shooting scores, but they're also getting to shoot. So we're also working on target acquisition. Wow. You know, we, we come in, we do a positive scope quote. Um, every time you come in, you must acquire a, a, a positive, we put a positive quote up once a week. And it's your job to read that quote through a scope and then go back to your seat and write it down. And not only does it give somebody a positive message, but once again, you know, if a kid comes in and does that, you know, one time a week, 50 weeks, you know, 40 weeks, you know, for two years, they don't have any problem with target acquisition. Now, have you had any pushback from the, like, uh, some of the anti-gun community? You know what? Um, you know, my first, my first big pushback was the public school that I worked in. Mm. You know, they said, hey, you can't do this, John. Just make it fishing. Just make it fishing. If you make it fishing, you know, it, it could work. And I, I just said, hey, fishing was only a third of what saves me. Right. <laughs> I can't do that. So, I, so I, I moved on. Um, yeah, we knew you yeah. were uh, in the background yeah. there taking a shower because we can hear Somewhere. you. Yeah, we, we knew you were <laughs> soaking in bath salt or something like that. I was going you know, through a bad area. I just kept the phone on. Sorry. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Um, we we, hey, we but, was asking. He, he wanted to know, Tone, about what you thought about two million bullets. Oh, man. Everybody should be a bullet and should have carried the ribbon for sure. <laughs> The message behind it is crazy. But I did just hear the last deal about the backlash. And I wanted to ask you, John, because I didn't didn't get a chance to ask you. Do you think that it was because of inner city kids with guns that they wanted you to make it uh, um, just for fishing? Sorry, Mike. You're all right. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, let's face it. Um, You know, I'm the devil twice because I teach kids about firearms and we kill animals. Mm. So, so, uh, and, but, but let, if we spin that and you go, if this guy teaches kids how to shoot and he kills animals, how did he make it this long? Mm. It's because the children are a priority. The gun isn't the priority. The animal isn't the priority. It's giving their kids a chance to see something beyond the box so that their kids have a chance to live is the priority. And if you, if, if, if you set the message where, you're pro-kid first, pro-gun second, pro-animal second. The, the, the pushback is hard to argue. It's hard to argue education. It, 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 you know, and, and, and that's something where, and, and what, I, what I often said to the people that don't really like what I do, I say, you know what, 
I have the kids for so many hours. Why don't you take them? You can build an anti-gun program. Go build it. And then you can, then you can, go, then you can go take them. And then I'll know that they're safe for the whole week. Then I don't have to worry about them. Because they're with me, they're with you, they're all good. Right. They can hang but with they can hang with you for the pro gun stuff. And they can go with them for the anti gun stuff. And then and then make a decision, you know. <laughs> but then I know you're safe. But don't come at me with, "Hey, you shouldn't be doing this." When I'm doing something and you're doing nothing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Very good point. You know that's all. Hey, if you want to, you know, hey, this you, if you like the Yankees and I like the Red Sox, hey, let's go to the ballpark together. We both know we're watching the game, right? But but we, well, at least we know where we are. You know, but but this this talk about you shouldn't do when somebody else isn't doing, mm. man, that's just nonsense. <laughs> this is nonsense. You know. Oh man, nonsense. I tell you, we're talking with John and Noni. We're talking with Duckman Jones. We're talking about camouflaging our differences. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is State Representative Jonathan Stickland, and you are listening to Come and Talk It on Talk 1370. Keep up with the latest breaking news in Austin and around the world. Take a moment to make sure you're following us on Twitter at Talk 1370. Let the tweeting begin! Just one more way to stay connected with Talk 1370. The right choice. On air, online, and on your smart device. Talk 1370 is the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. And I tell you, that's what John and Noni does. Uh, he these kids get knocked down, he get them back up again and push them in the right direction. And that's what we need to do. Camouflaging our differences. Before we go back to John and Duckman Jones, I do want to update everyone on what's going on in the Texas legislature. All right. So we have House Bill 1819. Uh, and that is the House bill that actually cleans up um, on the state level. It, it actually clears the way for suppressors. So whenever on the national level, our, our U.S. Congress gets off their butts and actually pass the uh, the Hearing Protection Act, then, then which the Hearing Protection Act, what that does is that will allow us to remove suppressors from the NFA lists and so that you can be able to walk into the gun store and purchase that suppressor without having to wait, you know, six months to a year or however long and pay a $200 tax on that. So it would be treated just like any other firearm. So what it does in Texas, HB 1819, what that does is it clears the way. It cleans up the Texas law to allow for us in Texas to be able to do that. So we have to fix our Texas law, which was a little more restrictive. Along with that, that House Bill 1819, we were able, this is breaking news, we were able to get the Mossberg 590 shockwave amendment attached to that bill. So now we will be able to own the Mossberg 590 shockwave in the state of Texas. And that should take effect September the 1st. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you looking at it, Justin? What's up? That 1819. You're looking at that one? I, I am. Okay. When is it? There's when? several different versions of the text. So I'm hoping I'm looking at the right date. Go down to the, all the way to the bottom and yep. tell us. Okay. Because I want to find out when that goes into effect. I think it goes into effect uh, September the 1st after the governor signs that. And so, it does. so September 1st, 2017. Okay, good. So that's going to go into effect September the 1st. 
So you guys will be able to have your Mossberg shockwaves uh, here in the state of Texas starting then once the governor signs that. So hold on to your seat. Bear with it. Matter of fact, just go ahead and put your order in. Just don't pick it up from the gun store until September the 1st. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. All right. And then also we have, uh, let's see. Now, there's a bunch of stuff that's going on this week. We have Senate Bill 263 by Perry and Springer. It's going to remove the caliber requirement for the LTC qualification. That's going to drop it down to a 22 caliber for you. That way you'll be able to take the class and use a 22, you know, or larger instead of a 32 and larger. You'll be able to use a 22 now to get your license to carry a handgun. Also, Senate Bill 349 by Crichton and Metcalf to correct roving gun-free zones. You know, right now, if you're sitting at McDonald's and you're eating lunch and you have your handgun license, you got your gun on you, a school bus pulls up in the parking lot there. Kids get off that school bus. They go inside McDonald's to eat lunch. They're on a field trip. Ah, that's what I call a rolling felony. That's right. So this bill, Senate Bill 349, is going to correct that, get rid of that rolling felony there and that school Free zones. So we're going to get rid of that and correct that issue. That's going to be going to they're going to be working on that this week at the Texas legislature. Also, Senate Bill 1736 by Hughes and Springer to provide limited immunity for business uh, which chooses to not make its property off limits to handgun licenses. So that is a very important bill to watch. We're going to, you know, hold some of these uh, businesses responsible if you're not allowed to carry your handgun with a handgun license into their establishment and something happens, and it's going to be on them. So we're definitely going to be watching that this week. We need that to pass this week as well. And the last one is Senate Bill 1942 by Hughes and Hefner, which would finally protect the jobs of hardworking primary and secondary teachers wanting to have their licensed handguns stored out of sight in their personal vehicle when parked on their employer's parking lot. All right, so... Uh, this bill would allow our teachers to be able to have their handguns in their vehicles in the parking lots if they have a handgun license. So that bill is going to be important to watch for. So teachers, you might want to call your 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 elected officials and say, hey, pass SB 1942. All right. So definitely some things to watch in Texas legislature. And that update on what's going on at Texas Capitol was brought to you by the Texas State Rifle Association. All right. So. Now, let me go back to uh, Duckman Jones. Uh, so, man, I tell you, this uh, two million bullets, I think I need to become a bullet. <laughs> you are. You already are, man. You already are. No, I'm trying. I'm not there yet. I think I need to become a bullet now. You got me motivated. I Talking to, talking to John and talking to you, I, 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 you definitely motivated me because I'm just going to beat the drum. We need to get the NRA, the, the Texas State Rifle Association, every state rifle association. We need to get them to where they can send, you know, just a few dollars your direction. All you need to do is just well, send you a few. You don't even need much from every state. You know what? You're, they always say if every house in the neighborhood feeds you, you don't need a bite at each house, right? Yeah, because you're doing a great thing. I mean, this is the project. This is what we're talking about. Camouflaging our differences, doing what the gang members are doing. The gang leaders are going into these communities, grabbing these kids and putting their arms around them and say, hey, come with me. Let me That's show right. you something. Let me be your big brother. Let me be your, 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 your mother, your father. You know, we That's need right. to turn the tide and do that instead. And, you know, and, and it's, it's hard, you know, it, it, it's hard, you know, because there's this cloud uh, um, hung over, you know, the gun industry and, and the hunting industry in regards to culture, you know, and, and, and what we're saying is, is you know, it's, it's not true. A lot of people are getting bad, you know, unfair handshakes in this deal. 
you know, so the, the, the more we can educate about it, the more that we can put ourselves out there and say, hey, it's good and healthy for everybody, come on, the, the, the stronger we're going to get. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, because definitely I, they got to get involved. They got to, they're talking about it, but they're not being about it. We talk about how we want to make those changes to the, you know, to what's happening in this particular community and, and something needs to happen in that particular community. But no one's reaching in and just just gra- with a handful, just reach in with a little handful there and scoop some stuff up. They're not doing it. They're talking about it, but not being about it. Yeah, we always say, you know, this one here, I often joke with my wife about it. I'm like, you know, when we eventually start to get this done, it's going to be like going to the dentist. Mm. It's, it's going to hurt, but when we're done, there's going to be some white teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what are your thoughts back there, Doug Man Jones? Well, I think, and I can't think of the quote, and I might get the context. That's okay. Wrong, but I love this quote that it says, bad things happen when good men do nothing. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, when I told when I met John and after I met John, I said, man, I'm sorry. I'm just a, you know, duck calling guy from Arkansas, but I'm going to do everything in my power to get your message out because it's, it's his message and the kids that he's impacted, it's bigger than any individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it. This it really is what you know. Different organizations. This is what this is what the Democrat Party is talking about. This is what the Republican Party is talking about. This is what the Libertarians are talking about. This is what the Green Party is talking about. We need to do something. Something needs to be done in that particular community or that particular area with this particular issue. This is it. This solves the problem right here. It's a no brainer. Right. Yeah. If you don't want gun violence around, promote good quality gun activities that are there get the individuals that have the organizations that are doing good things with them. That's right. If you're tired of watching, you're tired and seeing kids break into cars, breaking into homes and things of that nature, this is a type of program that you want to get them away from that. So that way they can be tired at the end of the day and go home and go to sleep. They won't be hanging out in the streets late at night, breaking into your vehicle, breaking into your car or whatever, because once they're finished, you know, out there, you know, slicing up, cutting, cutting, hunting and, and, and learning nature and becoming one with Mother Nature, they're going to be tired and they'll be sleeping the like they're supposed to be. What about shooting sports? I mean, what about sporting clays, man? I don't know if you've ever shot sporting clays, but it's fun. It's fun. I mean, to go shoot around a five stand, and Texas is known for sporting clays. Have you seen the facilities there? Wow. It is awesome. If So if kids could see that and get a chance to experience that, they wouldn't look or use that. They would have a total different respect and value, especially, you know, for firearms and any other things else. You, you know, and, and that, act, you know, and, and, and that gets back to that access issue. You know, how do we build that bridge to where everybody feels comfortable, where everybody can afford to do? You know, I, and, and I know, for instance, like my kids in my program, they don't pay anything to be there other than their hard work you know, with their academic and social skills. And our people who donate realize, you know, if, if, if a kid is if a kid is, is on free lunch, they're probably not going to have $50 for sporting class. However, however, if they turn over and work hard enough, our donors don't have a problem saying, you know what, that kid is proven, 
so because that kid has proven himself or herself, I'll invest in him. And then you say to the kid, you say, guess what? This guy over here or this family over here just invested in you. You have value. You have value. They want you to be part of what they do. And then the kid looks and goes, really? Really? Well, yeah. And then they go do it. And they come back and they write a thank you card. And the next thing you know, people all, everybody's happy. The kids are happy. The families are happy. The donors are happy. And we're on our way. I'll tell you, that, that, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't put it even, any better than that. You, you, you said it perfectly well. Honestly. You know, and, uh, and I appreciate you guys. You know, I need good corner men to win. We need good corner men to win. And, you know, I don't like, you know, because it's my program. It's my idea. So it always looks, when John Anoni talks about it, it always looks like John Anoni selling the program. <laughs> when you when you guys step up and say, "Hey, John, we believe this," it it allows me just to fight naturally and not have to worry about promoting it. And I guess that's been probably part of the reason that we've stayed so tight. You know, because we just fight the current fight that we're in and keep it moving. But if you guys want to go ahead off and bring you know bring the message to somebody, you're you're more than welcome. And uh, I can guarantee you're betting on a winning horse. You're not betting on a losing horse. All right. So, uh, John Anoni, tell me what website we can find you on, all the different websites, and, and how okay. can we reach we, you out there? You know, we got, I, we'll send you to, there are four different ones. The first one um, we'll send you to is Camp Compass, C A M P C O M P A S S dot org or dot com, Camp Compass. Uh, another one is Two Million Bullets. It's just easier if you just type Two Million Bullets up. It doesn't matter the number of the word. It'll come up. You can find my personal story um, along with my books. Uh, my first book is From the Hood to the Woods. My second book is Beyond One Day uh, at John Anoni, J-O-H-N-A-N-N-O-N-I dot com. All right. And I want to thank John and Noni for coming on the show today. Duckman Jones, I want you to hold on because I need you to do a duck call for me and also say some <laughs> stuff for me. I need to record something for you so for me. So hold on there. All right. See, I have a dream. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill. Take talk with you anywhere. On your computer or smartphone, log on to talk1370.com. A beautiful, beautiful site. Stay connected with Talk 1370, the right choice. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.